Hello and a warm welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup. Today we have a fantastic um, guest host as well, another guest host with us called Sonika Chandra. She has been part of the community for, for a while now. I remember seeing her name from as, as early as last year. So yeah, she's also based, based in Philadelphia. Loads of Americans in our community. I love them. I wish there were more people from the UK side. But anyway, love the US folks as well as the UK folks and the French folks. And from wherever you're listening, welcome to today's um, episode where we're talking about how to best use data in PPC. As you know, if you've been doing this paid search for even just a little bit of time, you'll know it's all about data, measuring impressions, clicks, um, click-through rates, CPC, cost, ROAS, CPL, all our acronyms, I'll say 90% of them is all based around the data. So we talk about that, how we use it properly, how we're supposed to focus on it, how best to focus on it, and uh, how to talk to our clients about it. So yeah, hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT. I'm your host, Anu. I'm recording from my studio here in London, UK, and I use this platform to share not just expert, but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to if you don't make to the PPC chat live discussions and even if you do then like follow share retweet and that's right Twitter with my handle the marketing Anu or join our LinkedIn group which is the PPC chat roundup podcast or if you're on Instagram check us out at PPC chat underscore roundup to get quotes snippets from our previous episodes so we have Julie Piccini still at the helm of this fantastic chat with guest host Tonika Chandra on the subject of how to best use data and Julie goes and Sonica for those who do not know you please introduce yourself Sonica goes hey everyone I'm so happy to be here I've been a part of the PPC chat community for a few years now and this is my second time hosting yes I do remember her hosting before I'm currently working as a data storyteller at a big four firm and my role consists primarily of using web data to make larger marketing decisions so yes a very good great co-host to have for um, this kind of topic. But yeah, we've got, I'll do a bit of a roll call because Julia always um, starts the conversation by saying, how are we all doing? We have Julia Weiss joining the chat today. I always love some opinions from Julia. Steve Gibson as well joins us, as well as, as, well as Sean Ellie. And Dwayne Brown joins us later. Steri Steeman as well. Dave Galiguez as well. So yeah, quite a group of us giving some great advice on the subject of data. But before we get into the chat, I will mention this um, um, lovely PSA from Julie where she goes before we get into the questions this chat is intended for PPC professionals of all level if you have something you want to share please do we are a friendly and supportive community please don't be afraid to participate lurkers are of course always welcome to lurkers as well as podcast listeners so welcome to this episode guys I hope you enjoy but yeah let's get into it Julie takes us on into our first question asking what role does reporting and PPC data play in how you do your job? Are you working with data daily, weekly, monthly? 
I'd say I'm working with it weekly. It's not directly my role. I'm a more of like a strategic direction for several clients um, <laughs> of us to, um, to make sure that they are, our, our platform is being used well and it's delivering the data they require and any escalation, renewal of contracts, things like that. A lot of client servicing, but I feel like data definitely informs what strategic decisions and what strategic advice I do give the client. So it will be down to some of my amazing teammates to put the data together, do reporting together, and then them show me the output of that and for me to see what best to advise the client. So yeah, data still applies to my role, even though I'm far removed from the actual reporting. Steve Gibson replies to question one saying, it's everything. My job is to buy visitors at a profit. Without data, I can't tell if I'm doing that. Absolutely. So yeah, I'd say it's similar to that. I'll say it's definitely is everything for any paid media marketers, even though you might not be doing hands-on on it, it informs, it should anyway, inform every decision you make. Sean Ellie replies to question one as well, saying working with data every day, client reporting monthly, but we have internal reports that update daily to catch performance drops or any issues. Very good. Sonica replies, now that my job is no longer that of a practitioner, I'm using this data to make fact-backed, fact-backed recommendations on upcoming content topics, defining target audiences and setting broader marketing KPIs. PPC data can be used in many ways outside of optimizing campaigns. Absolutely. I don't use it to optimize campaigns. I use it to make strategic decisions. Well, give strategic decisions. Julie replies saying reporting and data are incredibly important to my PPC work. Sharing data with clients in ways that they can easily understand and utilize is always a top goal for me. I work with data every day. And yeah, we've got Julie replying to Sonica with to Sonica's answer where she says now that my job is no longer that of a, a practitioner, I'm using this data to make facts backed recommendations on upcoming content topics. Julie goes, which is why we get upset at losing access to data. We have historically had access to, so yeah, loads of things that would, we want to have, need to have access to, or would like to continue to have access to that has been taken away from us by Google. Bring it back, Google. Julia Vice replies, it's very important. Our clients want to see how all the components of a program work together and they tie it back to their own activities, daily, weekly, and one-off campaign reporting. Dave replies, like everyone else here, wake up and check the data daily. Yeah, I check the data before every client meeting, check what the our platform is saying, their performance is doing. So whenever those can be, it could be every week, every other week, every month, it's very ad hoc, but very regularly. And then we've got um, Sarah Steeman replying to question one saying, I would say that I use reporting daily, weekly, and certainly monthly to understand what levers can and should be pulled for my clients. Very important. And Sonica then gives a part two to question one, her answer to question one saying, I may be a unique position here, but using data all day, every day. <laughs> Julie replies to question two saying, what metrics do you find most useful to regularly report on? Did you decide on the metrics and or where they require requested by clients or stakeholders? I'd say the metrics I mainly focus on are the CPAs or the cost per, cost per acquisition cost per lead or, you know, just conversion volumes where I do get a bit of frustrated with clients who want to focus on both cost per acquisition and volume. And I'm like for efficient 
as most efficient of a cost per acquisition you can get, you might lose conversions. And I feel clients just fight being able between those two and don't want to lose both. So yeah, you can't eat your cake and have it, guys. That's that's the key there. Julia Vice replies to question two, saying most useful is usually traffic and conversions. I have about 30 additional metrics requested by client teams. Sonica replies, I think you learn the most about your audience by studying search terms, day parting data, mobile desktop, geo data, and conversion type. I recommend which data points will best tell the story. And I think that helps build trust between you and your client slash stakeholder. Julie replies saying the metrics that I find most useful are those that show real impact of campaigns like conversions and cost per acquisition or CPA. Clients are often interested in all kinds of other metrics. Part of our job is to keep them focused on the most meaningful ones. So don't focus too much, in my opinion, on CPC, focus on CPA. Julie continues saying, I'm also interested in audience level and query level data, not just for how it can help improve PPC performance, but to utilize outside of PPC campaigns, such as on landing page, on landing pages. And then Julia Weiss um, gives another answer to question two, saying in a prior life, ROAS and other e-com metrics were a factor, but these days it's all about foot traffic. Yes, I feel like it should all be about conversion, not just traffic to the site. But it depends, I, I, I reckon, depends on the client, depends on what they're looking for. Sonica's answer to question two as well, saying, I think you learn the most about your audience by studying search terms, day parting data, mobile, desktop, geodata and conversion type, etc. Got a response from Julia Vice, and Julia goes, this is a really good point. Loading up a report with too much can be overwhelming. It's up to us to curate the most useful data for our clients to use. Julie goes, um, yeah, I make it a point early on to talk to my clients about what questions they need to be able to readily answer and understand within their organization and tailor reporting to their needs. It is good to revisit this discussion periodically too. Sonica goes, it's all about communication. Sonica does then replies to Julia Vice going, how helpful is knowing average CPC of a particular keyword to a CMO? Question I ask myself, totally unnecessary. I'll never give the CPC to the person who's the CMO of the brand. Anyway, Julia Vice goes, it's such a crapshoot. Some of them come from this world, so they very much get it. Others are just occupied with other priorities. And we have Sean Ellie replying to question two saying, start with a reporting template, then customize to each individual client, depending on their goals. For e-com, try to get past ROAS to report on profit, but do need some data from clients. Yeah, that's always the hard bit. For lead gen, try to report on CPA plus lead quality, but need a lead scoring from clients. Amazing. So it's all about lead value, lead performance, lead quality, because yeah, if you don't know what type of leads you're sending, it could all be going to waste. Amazing answer there, Sean. Sarah Steeman replies to question two saying vanity metrics still have interest because they help explain the story. For my clients, it is all about conversions, but we are trying to get them into measuring impactful conversions as well as wrapping value around each action that can be taken in context. And then we have Steve Gibson replying to question two, saying profit and all the things that go into it. So impressions, impression share, click-through rate, cost, conversion rate, value over conversion. And then we have Boris Beckerick replying to question one, saying depends on the client or project. Most get weekly reports with agreed upon KPIs and ad hoc analysis if needed. 
Data is super important most of the time as we decide our strategies based on data. Tim Halloran as well replies to question one saying multiple time a week and or bi-monthly. Some clients watch their e-com numbers intraday and other most established industries with less conversion actions just want reports bi-monthly or monthly. The intraday thing, that is a phrase I'm hearing more and more lately, but I hadn't really heard said too many times before this year, I'd say. <laughs> Tim Halloran then replies to question two saying conversion actions with long sales cycle will focus on both initial touch lead and post conversion flow MQL SQL. So that's marketing qualified lead or sales qualified leads. So much depends on the client's internal machinery though. Sales teams inputting correctly, CRM usage, API access, GA setup, etc. At this point of where I'm mentioning so many acronyms, we do have an acronyms page, which is officialppcchat.com. You go to the resources page and you've got a acronyms page that I actually contributed to putting a lot of that together as well with, as with Julie and some few others. If you want to understand all those acronyms I mentioned, go into that page. <laughs> My Molina replies to question one saying just now following a brand campaign with systematic changes, very delicate follow-up in terms, in terms of revenue. So it needs to be daily following in general. I check weekly to compare it. if follows a good trend and a monthly for larger performance insights. Boris replies to question two saying I decide KPIs based on campaign goals. So report only on the select few. Mostly it's really only one or two that shows impact towards that goal. Julie then takes us on to question three, asking how frequently are you using this data to make optimizations? I myself don't do the optimizations, but I feel our, my teammates are probably doing it on a weekly basis. That's the kind of indication I get. We have Sonica replying to question three saying as a practitioner, it was daily, weekly, depending on the type of reports as a consultant or analyst closer to monthly. A nice little thread here that, that was started off by Tim's answer to um, question two, where he goes, conversion actions with long sales cycle will focus on both initial touch and post-conversion flow. So much depends on the client's internal machinery, sales teams inputting correctly, CRM usage, API access, GA setup, etc. Julie replies, the client's internal machinery is going to get even more important with the push to have advertisers upload loads of first party data too. Tim replies, so true in my opinion, though it's gotta be a scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Literally zero reason for me to put in the work to connect back end back to ad tech if they're not optimizing off it, specifically for me, not everyone. Glenn goes, know what you mean, Tim. They claim it's easy to upload data, but when you dive into the stack, it looks looks more like this. And he gives a, shows a picture of uh, a very disturbing mangling of wires, all, 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 all very confusing and tied up together. Tim Halloran replies to that saying, especially if you already have Power BI or another tool that aggregates multiple sources, the reporting is irrelevant for many. Only plus would be better performance and I haven't seen proof that's the case with enhanced yet. And then we have Glenn Schmeltley replying to question two saying recently metrics around time lag have been occupying my time. B2B clients want to gauge velocity over time and appreciate how long each leg of the journey tends to be. We have Julie replying to question three saying data informs and influences everything I do within client accounts. That being said, data is harder to utilize in some types of accounts. Long sales cycles being one of them, higher conversion volume makes it easier as you as you have 
more to work with and faster. And Jean replies to that saying, totally, sometimes it's harder for smaller accounts to get the amount of data you need to make good decisions quickly. It can be frustrating to wait and I tend to get impatient. Julie replies, so can clients. I think it is important to make sure you're clear about the cadence you expect for an account when you take it on and why, of course. And then Julia Vice replies weekly. I'm all about slowing things down in, in replying to question three. The learning phase, sensitive topics and general mood swings make a judicious change and give it time to take effect. Then review. Boris replies question three saying it depends. Love that phrase. The more data, the more quickly you can optimize and make changes. So sometimes we'll have to wait a couple of weeks, sometimes Every other day, big clients mixture of automation and manual work. So there is work being done in the accounts daily. Kurt Henninger replies to question three saying classic. It depends. Yeah. The urge is to make more frequent optimizations, but with lower spending accounts, more frequent change disrupts performance. Shanelli replies data and client goals drive all optimizations. I guess minus optimizing RSAs to improve add strength, that doesn't mean to be based on data. Sarah replies to question three saying decision data is different than reported data. Now I use reported data to get to decision data on average one time a week. Daily is too often in smaller accounts. Sometimes weekly is too often, but I look and I'm aware weekly. Sometimes that decision is to wait. Amazing. And then, yeah, we've got Julia Weiss replying to, she wasn't sure which question she was replying to on, but she goes on the topic of optimizations in our industry. Many clients are just now interested in the Hollywood hacker click clack idea of constant optimizations being desirable, very much at risk of doing busy work just to show we're on it in the reporting. My replies to question two saying that I follow more, more metrics, but the basics for me are traffic impressions, conversion, cost, revenue, impression, share in Google and frequency in Facebook or IG with those in an X in Excel, I can extract the rest formulas um, I need. So CPC, CTR, CPA, AOV and ROAS. I also follow GA's metrics of bounce time, bounce rate. And then we have Tim Halloran replying to question three saying low amount of conversions I'll use usually to guide metrics before I optimize off of the conversions or leads. CTR is still my go-to in those situations. If that's still not enough, we need to go back to the drawing board and, and see how we can lower the barrier without bringing in crap. Dwayne Brown replies to question three saying relative to what we are looking at, have we spent enough money to know anything? Some clients, we have enough data in a week and others it's a month. I know people love to tinker, but sometimes the best call is not doing any. Thing. And then we have Robert Brady replying to question three saying as often as the data gives me the confidence to do so. We have Julie then replying to Julia Weiss way saying that yeah it's so true throwing a bunch of changes every day could have a null effect and even if the results are desired how will you know what worked exactly. Julie goes it's a bit ironic that working in this industry requires a high adaptability tolerance or threshold but also patience the two can feel at odds. Julia Weiss goes I feel like they're harmonious adaptable doesn't always mean rushed though there are weeks that certainly that certainly feels that way. Yeah. And I remember, you know, even Julie adds this uh, amazing point here that I miss saying that this is a great point with more and more automation in play in PPC platforms, the intervals for change have shifted. Some platforms are more transparent about campaigns being a learning phase than others too. And yeah, it's all about being patient with that data, doing stuff 
every single day an amazing point by julia where she goes you throw a whole bunch of changes every day you know it will have a null effect how would you know what works when our client we had started this roadmap of working on cpa at some point they decided to add in target under search campaigns displaying targeting on search campaigns and we're like you need to remove that first and so we stopped what we were doing because if you remove that and continue the optimization how do we know what worked is it just the removal of this display network or the other optimizations we put in. So yeah, loads of stages take place before you actually see real performance. And it's most important to actually know what's the thing that worked more than the improvement of performance happening. And my replies to question three saying, depending on the client's volume, but once a week for sure, if the volume is high, I start checking those metrics by campaign. So if the account is large, the work on that account can be daily if I'm doing structural changes. Julie then takes us on to question four saying, we are halfway through this chat already. And she goes, do you use any PPC data to inform ad copy or other creative asset development? If yes, what are you doing? If not, why not? Sonica replies to question four saying search term gives us insight into what language our audience uses, how they think and what speaks to them. If you're not using that data to inform your ad copy and landing page copy, traditional marketing materials, etc., you should start today. Julia Vice replies, yes, we use high performing search ads and YouTube audiences to build landing pages and other audience cohorts. Kurt Henninger replies to question four saying ad testing leads to some offer offline offer development. And another interesting thread here that Mai kicked off from her answer to question three, where, where she went, depending on the client's volume, but once a week for sure, if the volume is high, I start checking those metrics by campaign. So if the account is large, the work on that account can be daily if I'm doing structural changes. Julie goes, it's also worth mentioning that your cadence for checking on data can vary based on launching new things new campaigns or campaigns with big changes implemented need more attention absolutely julia vice continues saying that yeah an average campaign length i have some evergreen campaigns just orbiting nicely and i have some four to six weeks promos for launches and form windows they need different things and will optimize very differently my goes i think this behavior of mine comes from an strict organizational mindset I have every morning at specific times during XX minutes, I should be checking this campaigns or clients in order to check the box of tasks done. The client benefits from my OCD. Yeah. LOL. Julia Vice goes well being dialed in is never a bad idea. It's what we do with our findings that counts. And then Tim Halloran replies to question four saying, absolutely vertical imprinting. If you have the volume group audiences by campaigns, ad group keywords, and take the keyword they use to find you and slap it on social ads and follow them around amazing conversion rates almost all the time. That's a good tip. Again, I'll say that vertical imprinting. If you have the volume group audiences by campaigns, ad group, or keywords, and take the keyword they used to find you and slap it on social ads and follow them around. Amazing conversion rates almost all the time. Remember, almost. And then we have Julie replying to Sonica, where Sonica had, in Sonica's response to question four, where she gets search term gives us insight into what language or audience uses, how they think, and what speaks to them. If you're not using that data to inform your ad copy and landing page, copy traditional marketing materials, etc., you should start today. Julie goes, and what are some ways to do this if a PPCer is not currently using PPC data outside of the platforms? Sonica goes, a good place to start is to 
download your search terms report and pop them into an SEO tool. Don't think I can plug any here. To obtain what SERP features your domain is ranking for when those terms are searched, you can gain access to what questions people are asking and more. She continues digging into your search term list alone is awesome too. Do you notice a lot of question terms? Answer those questions in your ad copy. Do you see people searching for your product in a specific campaign, but not using the same words you are bidding on? Update your content. Exactly, be responsive with all of those kind of things. Monitoring your data is not just about looking at the numbers, but actually seeing which of the search terms are popping up. Those are some amazing advice from Sonica there. She then continues, one thing to remember is it's all connected, your content, your ad copy, your keyword list, and how your audience thinks, all one funnel. Yes, Google has been telling us that for a while, and I hate to admit, uh, in that case, they're definitely right. Boris replies to question four saying, did it more often when there was more search query data, n-gram analysis, etc. Also useful for informing display ad copy sometimes. Interested in the answers to this. My replies to question four saying, maybe not about ad copy, but maybe with other ad configurations, such as being dynamic or not, on Facebook, pausing them or not. And then she she attaches a previous tweet of hers. Sean replies to question four saying, yes, I tend to write two ads and change one headline or CTA, then check CTRs, impressions, conversion rates on each to declare a winner and start a new test. Have seen many cases where the higher CTR has worse conversion rate or ROAS or CPA. So have to be sure to look at performance in total. And then we have another answer from Tim Halloran to question four saying user found you via Google ads. Take the query they found you with and put it on an ad. Make sure your brand name is big in the top left hand side and make the keyword query big too. Add adjectives to get them excited. Plus, if you can make it a video with lots of fast cuts. And we then have Julie replying to question four saying, I use query data when available, angry emoji, to get ideas to try in both ad copy and on landing pages. I also use DSA, so dynamic search ads, to gain insight into what Google thinks my client sites and landing pages are about. Very enlightening. Glenn Schmeltley replies to question four saying, I find PPC keyword or headline data can inform LinkedIn campaign visuals and copy hat tip to Boris for making similar points with this play. And then, yeah, we've got Dwayne Brown replying to question four as well, saying lots of ops around using GA data to help with ad copy ideas and audience targeting for creative assets. You can look in search data to see what is and is not working to help with ad copy ideas. And then we have Julie taking us on to question five saying, do you use any PPC data to inform marketing budget distribution? What data points do you use for this? Now, we are the tech platform, so we do not inform into budget distribution. So I'll leave this to the other experts to answer. So Sarah Steeman replies, I actually think this is to question four. She goes, am I allowed to admit with RSAs I look less often? There are so many headlines that I feel like everything under the sun is considered. For descriptions, I use what was performing in all the text ads and start there. Yes, that was in answer to um, question four. But in answer to question five, Kurt Henninger goes, a mix of CPA and impression share is using for is used for multi-channel budget distribution. Again, mix of CPA and impression share is used for multi-channel 
budget distribution. Amit replies to question three saying when there is enough data to make me confident in, in the optimization decision in terms of how frequently are you using the data. We then have Sonica replying to question five saying that cost average CPC CPA search impression share lost due to budget by theme or category is a good place to start. Again, cost, average CPC, CPA, search impression share lost due to budget by theme or category is a good place to start. Knowing what your PPC budget is allows you to expand into how much you can put towards other important complements to PPC like SEO and creative. And in response to Sarah's answer where she goes, am I allowed to admit with RSAs I look less often? Julie goes, I think RSAs do change the calculus because it is a constant test being run within a single ad and it needs time to have elements serve or not and in different combinations. And that doesn't even count pinned versus unpinned versions. So yes, all the testing variations of RSAs are wild. Tim Halloran replies to question five saying one, one out of two. Oh, I wish I could show you some of the awesome spreadsheets visuals by Tana Rubel. Tana Rubel? Tana? his name and the AdOps team here have made continually impressed with what you can do if you have the data and are able to understand what you're looking at or take action off of it. And then Sean Ellie replies to question five saying impression share, CPC, CTR, conversion rate, AOV can be used together to show what additional budget could do performance wise. Tend to use this projection a lot to visually show clients the opportunity. Julia takes us on to question six, second to last question of the chat, um, asking, are you using any PPC data to influence other digital marketing channels? Example, SEO, email marketing, content development. I think we should be. Ah. I'm excited for the answers for this. Dwayne Brown Doe replies to question five saying, going back to our North Star revenue and ROAS or MER, which is media efficiency ratio. <laughs> or double check on our um, acronyms page to confirm. He continues, we may shift money towards ad platforms that are more profitable versus growth platforms. Comes down to what we are looking to achieve. So ha, answers to question six. Julie starts us off saying, I always like to share any questions queries with the client for the SEO team and also potentially email. Don't sleep on content either. I had a plumbing client who had a post how to shut off your water heater in an emergency that had insane traffic. Amazing. Julia Vice replies, we like to where possible, but in the world of ad approvals, ad standards, not just client approvals, it's not a smooth application. In many cases, our team doesn't even have website access. So it's very much a do what you can in the platform vibe. Tim Halloran replies to question six saying recurring emails is like getting an oil change. Sometimes just sending out that month end news blast props up all the other work you did all month and let the whole engine purr like new. Odd metaphor, but it's the only thing I could think of. And he ends with email is equals to important. So email is important. Sonica replies to question six saying touch on this in a few earlier questions, but don't sleep on that data. Demographic and search data can work for you in developing content, reorganizing your website structure or navigation and more. Think outside the box and know that I'm always here to brainstorm. Thanks, Sonica. Kurt Henniger replies to question six saying definitely particularly use it for overall digital strategic planning last two years to see how different markets are recovering or regressing. And in continuing Tim Halloran's answer to question five, he goes, big thing we do for certain industries with tight margins on keywords is set up roles to lower or turn 
of discovery keywords if the CPA hits three times our target in a 30 to 90 day window has saved a lot of unpleasant conversations. Are you wasted money? Julia Vice goes, this is very cool. I'm over here and we need to spend the budget land where often it comes down to let's make sure the dollars are used. Opportunity cost is a different world than wasted budget world. Tim goes, I get that though. Switching from a penny pincher to an enterprise spend that dollar mentality back and forth throughout the day causes a migraine. Definitely does. And Julia Vice goes, I feel like I'm having the same issue. They want CPA efficiency, but they want some keywords to always show. And I'm like, ah, we're trying to, you know, be a penny pincher or spend all the money. And Julia Vice goes, it's a shift for sure. I was very surprised to find that savings were a problem at certain times of year when I got to this point. And then my replies to question six saying, don't know why I'm getting kind of obsessive with paid revenue weight metrics, not as a vanity, but to realize the impact of what can happen if a campaign drops its performance. I guess it's because I'm seeing more and more how the paid attribution is going down. Then Julie takes us on to our last question going, do you have a favorite data point that you think gives you special insight into something? How did you come, how did you come to use it? Oh yeah, I think keyword, that whole keyword thing forming what content can be, what ad copy should look like. That's a big data point that I've always loved using. Sarah Steeman replies to question six saying, I wish we were very small budget clients aren't there yet. Plus with search becoming way less long tail plus match type evolution, the old days of finding keywords and ways customers search seems to have ended sadly. Tim Halloran replies to question seven saying some combo of new unique user multiplied or divided by something else. I've made some super weird custom metrics that actually turned out to be pretty slick. High volume sales or new user seven day window applied to specific ad groups or whatever makes sense for you. We then have Digital Sam I Am <laughs> replying to question six saying, absolutely, in my opinion, if you're not, you're leaving a ton of opportunities on the table. PPC data is incredibly valuable for SEO, paid social, CRO, etc. PPC allows you to reach your audience at their highest intent levels and see what works. That's gold. And I've had that advice given by a lady, I forget her name at the moment. She works for Roast, I believe. And she was talking about SEO. She was giving an SEO talk and she gave one an amazing tip for her SEO counterparts to use some of the keywords and put it, give it to the paid search um, guys and ask them to bid on it to actually see whether it's worth spending money or whether it's worth focusing on that keyword. Because if at the point of intention, people are not you know, you're not getting the right conversions. There's no point working for three months to get that, your page on the first page organically, you know, and to find that people are not actually going to convert for that keyword keyword when you get to the first page. So yeah, very much think in that way. Sonica replies to question seven saying, I just know no one will be surprised when I say search queries. I know the significance and importance of conversion data and revenue, but with my shift into data storytelling, I have found so much value in learning about my audience and, get, and really finding ways to speak to them. Sonica then continues, for those of you wondering what to do with search queries besides my for potential negatives, start by using a free Ngram tool online and find out what common terms or themes people are using when matching to your keywords. Do you notice anything interesting? Sonica continues another cardinal rule, meet your users where they already are. They don't want to do any extra work to find what they need. We get it because we are shoppers too. 
think as a human first. Yep, Sarah goes, yes, and meet clients where they are. That is a super important, that is super important when it comes to reporting as well. And then we have Dwayne Brown replying to question six saying one of our initiatives since 2019 is using paid social to acquire emails and grow our clients email list via product launches, quizzes, giveaways, and other tactics. These campaigns can help test ad copy that we will use post launch across all channels. And then we have Julia Vice replying to question seven saying not necessarily a fave since my different progress programs do different things, but I do like to look at uniques. If you're in a region and at risk of saturating your audience, look at volume spikes and creative fatigue. Julie replies to question seven saying, don't know how special it is, but when performance goes wonky in Google ads, the first place I go is auction insights. Look at current periods and one or, or two equivalent ones before the most recent 30 days. Often very clear a new player joined and or is spending lots of money. Dwayne replies to question seven saying special, not so much, but ad copy testing can tell you a lot. Most people in Canada don't care it was made in Toronto unless they live in Toronto. They care it was made in Canada. Um, we have Sarah Steeman reply to question seven saying, I find trending data auction insights, for example, can you explain what is happening in the auction for clients? As Julia also mentioned, um, especially when we see the offer on some competitors and uh, my replies filter segments and sorting saves lives <laughs> and on that very lovely and snappy note i'm going to end the conversation there and in the chat and this episode it was um such a great and interesting and as i love saying lively chat from people about all the many ways you can use data how the client is very important in informing how good the data is how good the conversions and leads you're showing is uh, but yeah, just, just make sure you use it as well to inform, not just page search, but other channels and other activity that the client is doing. You could really help with an integrated strategy. So yeah, I hope you found this talk very useful and taking some great takeaways. If you want to chat more about this topic though, we've got, I feel Julie, I believe Julie and Sonica are going to be around on Thursday. I want to confirm that. Yes, she's going to be there and she got a spotlight profile that was mentioned by Julie. So they're going to be around on Thursday, 12 PM Eastern time for the chat on Twitter spaces. So join them there on Thursdays, 12 PM Eastern time, 5 PM GMT. Yeah. For any feedback about the, this episode or any corrections that you might have on something I've shared, please get in touch with me on my Twitter. My DMS are open on my handle, the marketing Anu, or join us in our LinkedIn group, which is the PPC chat podcast, PPC chat roundup podcast. So yeah, just request to join and we'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd also love to make a request here to my wonderful listeners from near and far from the UK, US, France, and many other places. If you could please leave a rating or review, I don't know what it does for the algorithm or listening ship, but yeah, it gives a bit of a indication that it's, it's, it's worth listening to. So would love your help there. If you just go to L I N K T R dot E E forward slash PPC chat underscore roundup. You'll be able to find all the different links on either Spotify or Apple chaser, Facebook, where you can leave a rating or review. Again, the link is L I N K T R dot E E forward slash PPC chat underscore roundup. Yeah. Finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly. There's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week.